You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast. I'm talking about a subject that I love today. Um, So I'm really happy to share it with you. We're going to talk about passion. Not in that way, dirty minds. I can hear you all thinking that already. We're talking about passion in business. Um, So I've got somebody with me who's going to have this conversation um, with us today. So I want to introduce you to Sarah Aspinall. Now, what Sarah actually does is she helps women prioritize their health and well-being in ballet by using ballet to do that. But actually, one of the things that's really evident when you talk to Sarah is how passionate she is about what she does and about ballet in general. And so what I want to do is have a chat about why passion is important in what you do, because I see people every day who are trying to run a business that they're not passionate about, and it's much harder. And we'll talk about why. So welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you for having me. No worries. Um, I want to get straight into, you know, what made you, you change your whole life around, basically. You were a lawyer mm. um, like me, but you did 10 years in law um, and then realised through a series of events that actually you wanted to do something that you were passionate about every single day. Yeah. Tell us how that started, um, that series of events. So just a brief bit of background. I started dancing from the age of two. It was my absolute passion. I was a painfully shy child. So ballet for me was the one thing that brought me out of my shell. It enabled me to perform. You know, I was rubbish at talking. If I had to put my hand up at school or a teacher asked me something, I was just so embarrassed. So dancing was a way for me to express myself, I suppose. So It was the one place I felt really safe. Um, Fast forward a few years, I got scholarship for ballet school. That wasn't deemed the um, best career choice for, you know, an intelligent child. So my parents very much persuaded me to go down the academic route. And, you know, I eventually became a lawyer in London, a successful lawyer. And I'd kind of, you know, it was hard work. I worked very, very long hours. It was a real struggle to try and fit exercise in and healthy eating and all the things that I'd been so used to growing up. And my 30th birthday, I went to New York with my best friend and we were going to have this blast in New York, which we did. But on my birthday, on my actual birthday, um, we were quite hungover because we'd been out the night before. (laughs) So we'd had a fairly easy day. We decided we'd have an early dinner walk back to the hotel, get an early night because we had an early flight the next morning. And on the way back to the hotel, we got mugged at gunpoint. It was in October, so it was dark. It was only about 6 p.m., but it was incredibly frightening. It was, It was a guy, he'd got his hood up. He was jumping about all over the place, high as a kite. And initially, I hadn't even clocked that he'd got a gun. He, I thought he was asking my friend for the time or something. Looked at her face, realised he wasn't asking her for the time. And her reaction was just to empty everything out of a bag and give it to him. I had a completely different reaction, which surprised me. I got really cross and decided, no, you're not having my passport, my camera that was in my bag, et cetera. So refused. I mean, it was so silly at the time. But you know, you um, don't know how you're going to react though until no, these things happen. 
No, it's that fight or flight. And I decided I was I would fight with someone holding a gun, which is not to, you know not very advisable. Um, so anyway, I said no, and actually I didn't have any cash because I'd just given it all as a tip in the restaurant, and so I didn't have any. I kept saying I don't have any, I don't have any. At which point he pointed the gun right at my forehead, and I was like, okay, so how are we going to get out of this? And you know, we sort of talked, I mean, it felt like it went on forever, which of course it didn't. It was a matter of, you know, a few minutes. Um, but he he got a little bit of money off my friend. He then told us to turn our backs to him, which really terrified me because I thought he's not tried to disguise himself. Um, and I just remember reaching for my friend's hand and we just held hands and shut our eyes and, you know, thought that's it. Um, he then disappeared. So we sort of got ourselves together, went back to the hotel and, you know, eventually ended up in sitting in a police um, precinct, whatever they call it in America, um, with two homicide detectives and police officers singing happy birthday to me. It was the most surreal event of my life. Um, But it was, it was at that point, you know, my sort of, as my life had flashed before me that I was starting to think, wow, you know, you start thinking about your family, your life, how you're living your life. I flew home the next morning very early. And that next day I was in the Court of Appeal because I was a a litigator. And it was a long day. I was absolutely exhausted. Came home and was walking home through London, through a very safe area past the Tower of London. And I then got assaulted by a group, like a gang of youths, basically. I sound really old saying that. You. (laughs) Um, by a gang of yeah early 20s I suppose again police were called etc by the time I got home I was in pieces I was like this is just too much in this 48 hour period and I had took the next day off work and yeah it was that time I was just like what am I doing why am I working these long hours is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life is this really what is fulfilling me I was earning a lot of money. Um, I had got a very nice life. I had a beautiful flat. I could walk to work. I lived in the center of the city. I was out for dinner in the theater and I had a great life. But after that event, I was just thinking, this just doesn't fulfill me. It's not enough. Did you suddenly realize how short life is? And, And if life is short, are you living the one life that you should be living? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I started thinking, well, what am I passionate about? What is meaningful to me? How am I going? I hadn't had children at this point. I said, you know, how am I going to move forwards in my life and make sure that I do live it to its fullest? I wanted children. Um, I wanted to have a career that I felt passionate about. And I guess having worked for 10 years as a lawyer, it is exciting when you're, you know, you're traveling, you're meeting celebrities because the area of law that I practiced but again, it was just like it, the novelty wore off and I was like, this is just tedious now. So after much thought, I thought, well, the one thing I'm still f- passionate about is movement and in particular ballet and how that helped me as a child, how that helped me overcome adversity is a strong word, but that painfully, you know, I was painfully shy. I got a little bit bullied at school. Um, I didn't look like other kids because I was really slim and I wasn't developing the same way everyone else was because I was doing ballet. And um, it just, I thought, well, you know, that's it. That's it. That's the key. I want to work with children initially. I want to help children alleviate anxiety and come out themselves and find a way to express themselves. Um, so I went back 
to college, I went back to the Royal Academy of Dance and decided that I would retrain to be a ballet teacher. And then things kind of, you know, went a few different directions after that. But it was quite a big deal because in that period of time, I did get married. Um, And it's interesting because I know lots of people talk about manifesting. And like you, I'm kind of, you know, am I into it? this do I really believe in you know is it too woo for me or is it and I thought no actually if I look back now the things that I had decided I wanted in that moment I got yeah whether that's manifesting or whether that was it doesn't just, matter what you call it, it doesn't when, matter no, when you put something out there and you realize that's what you want you're more likely to go after it yeah absolutely got married got pregnant had my first child and um, it was a two-year training for to become a ballet teacher at the Royal Academy of Dance and in my second year I was doing my assessments five months pregnant with my son <laughs> and they made me wear a leotard <laughs> and I'll never forgive them for that but um you know it was tough I'd got two young children but I was so determined they came teaching with me they have grown up around ballet and you know my daughter's now dancing but um it was women then that I became passionate about helping because I had not found a way of moving when I had been working all those long hours I completely understood what it was then like to be with two young children and not be perhaps as happy with your body as you once were having had children etc and that's yeah when I started working with women and which is what I'm doing now so and and you're passionate about what you do and there is something about when you we were just talking about this before when you're passionate about what you do and when you're whether it's making a stand on something or whether it's what you do for a living, people notice it. People are drawn to people who are passionate about what they do. And we see people, if you look at the people you know online, you'll know people that are very good at what they do, but they lack the passion in it. They're doing it as a means to an end and they're very good at it and they'll get there. And you kind of can take it and and you can learn from people like that. But when the passion's there and you know that someone really cares about what they do and that they're excited every morning to get up and do it because they're on a mission, um, I think that people are really drawn to that. I know people say to me all the time, and you've told me this yourself, that because I'm passionate about changing the online industry and the integrity in it, it's, you know, you get drawn to that because you can tell how much I care about it. I care about it much more than making passive income. I care about it much more than money. Um, it's a, a big deal to me. And the thing about being passionate about something is that when things get hard, because let's not pretend having a business is easy, things get hard, mm. especially when you're juggling it and you've got kids and all of the rest of it's happening. It's much harder to give up on something that's a passion than it is something that's a job. Absolutely. And that was the difference between, you know, being a lawyer, which was, you know, to some degree, I went down that route to please other people. Um, and also, I think to prove something to myself because I never felt enough. And I think a lot a lot of women who push, push, push can resonate with that. Um and I achieved all that and it it changed nothing. I still didn't feel enough. I, and it was because I wasn't satisfying that need, that passion. And as soon as I shifted and it's a brave thing to do, I think, you know, for people that are listening, if they're thinking, well, actually, that, that's me in my corporate job and I've got this side thing and I don't know whether to take the leap and go full on in. And it is scary to do it, but I think you're absolutely right. If you've got the passion, you can't fail. You really can't because 
you find people like you, Lisa, who help you do the the business side of it. If you're not particularly au fait with that, you can get help. There's always that. a way, isn't there? But There's you can't. People can't inject the passion into you. That that can't happen. That's got to be within you. And you're right. If that is there, you can't fail. You no, it might take you yeah. longer, but you'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And not only are you then able to help more people because those people are attracted to you, but I think it it makes things a lot easier because running a business is hard. It can be really lonely, but if you've got that passion, you don't give up. You keep moving forwards and finding a way. Yeah. And you also find people that share that passion. Um, Mm. You know, I'm very much, I attract a circle now online who care as much about the integrity part as I do. And, um, you know, you'll always attract people to you that care about movement and about the things that, you know, women need in their lives to feel fulfilled. You'll always attract that now because when you talk about your passion, that's the other thing. We often don't like visibility. We don't like going online and talking about what we know and what we do. It's not in our ordinary nature to shout about how good we are at things. If you're passionate about something, you will. Yeah, because it's not about you. That's the the difference. You're not talking about how amazing I am and you need to buy this from me because I'll help you with X, Y, Z. You're not making it about you. You're making it about the other person because you genuinely believe that what you're doing is worthwhile and will help people. So it becomes just easier to market your business as well because you truly believe in what you're selling. Yeah, that is definitely true. And if you're sitting there at home and you're thinking, well, I'm doing something, even if it's your business. I've had people in business that go, well, I'm doing this because I saw a gap in the market. I'm doing this because I was told this is the easiest way to do it. And this is how I make money the quickest, but they're not passionate about it. Sit and have a think about what you are passionate about. Like one of the things that I talk about a lot is when people come to me and they want to make passive income, we don't go, well, what do you do in your business? Let's have a passive income stream about that because it's not the easiest way. The easiest way is, you know, passion, first passion before profit which is what do you care about so much that you could do every day even if you weren't being paid for it what would you still get out of bed for yeah because that will make you the money you know we, I always say profit follows passion if yeah. you put something into something that you absolutely love then even if it takes you a while to make the money you'll carry on you won't give up as quickly yeah I agree and it, it's interesting because I have a membership so I have passive income. And that's been a game changer for me because I didn't start doing that. I was clueless, honestly, when I first started. (laughs) We all are at the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) And I had a course and uh, I I have no idea quite how I sold this course looking back, but I did. And then people were like, well, what else? Can we just stay? Because it becomes, you know, as you say, you attract other people that are passionate about it and they want to stay and hang out with you. So I was like, uh, okay, well, a membership. I can't even remember what I called it. I don't even think I knew anything about memberships then. But I was <laughs> like, you pay me a monthly sum and we'll just carry on. And that's how my membership came to be. And even now, you know, me and my husband have conversations. Well, what would you do if you won the lottery? And he's like, I would sit down, I would watch Netflix, I would read this. I'd, and I'd be like, I wouldn't change a thing. I would continue doing what I do now, probably with more help because I would have more money <laughs> to pay without. But um, I would definitely carry on doing what I'm doing. I think that's quite key if you can say that about what you do versus the money. I mean, obviously the money is nice and we're, let's be realistic, we're running a business. So we want to be yeah. making money. It's not a hobby. No. Um, but I think 
the the money side of it for me, obviously, if I wanted to make a ton of money, I'd have stayed where I was. I wouldn't have left to become a ballet teacher. No, and it, it can't just be about the money. I think no. money is really important, and I'm the first person to talk about money, but it can't just be about that. Because no. if you are only, if money is your end and only goal, there are a million ways in which you can make that. You know, there are a million ways to make a million pounds. Um, there's nothing guiding you to that central thing that you need mm-hmm. to do passion guide you passion guide yeah. you really well yeah so with you when you decided okay I'm going to follow my passion what was your first step because I mean there'll be lots of people out there thinking well I want to do my passion but I don't even know how to get started is it about making a plan I if I look back now I would never have envisaged what I'm now doing. So for me, I don't think you can look that far ahead. I mean, some people can, I couldn't at the time. Mine was like, okay, I've, I'm about to have a child. I want to have two. I'm going to have diddy people around me. Let's be realistic about what I can actually achieve here. And I thought, well, I'm going to do this properly. I'm going to do it with integrity. I'm going to get my qualifications to teach. So went down that route, made sure that, you know, through that process, it was actually what I wanted to do. So, you know, how committed was I taking my baby, you know, breastfeeding while I was in tutorials with 16, 17 year olds, I might add, you know, I was like the old lady of the dance school. So that was tough, but I was like, no, I'm doing it. You remember when you're at university and there were the mature students and you're like, oh my God. That was me. I was that mature student doing a law degree. (laughs) Brilliant. So that was me, but having to wear leotards, it was mortifying. (laughs) So it was, you know, I made sure, okay, let's, you know, just start with the basics, get, you know, get the qualification, learn a little bit more about this just to test the waters. Is this what I want to do before I completely jump ship? Oh, I think that's a really good idea. And and sometimes that little bit, that first step could just be research. Yeah, absolutely. You know, while you're in your job, you go and research the thing that you really want to do. Have a look yeah. at other people that are doing it. Like go a bit deeper into yeah. it and see if it really is what you want to do. Because sometimes we think it is. And when we see you know, lots of people say to me, I want to do what you do, but they don't, they do. They want the end result, but they don't want the sacrifice that it took to get here. Yeah. And so I think it's really important to go and look at everything mm-hmm. around what that person does. Yeah. Yeah. And peeling back the layers and and discovering what's there. And, you know, I I became a ballet teacher and a tap teacher, got all the qualifications. I was teaching children, which really suited me at the time because I had young children myself. So that all was fine. And then I was like, no, but my passion is adults. I want to, I really want to set something up. And the dance school I was freelancing with were like, yeah, go for it. Give it a go. So I was like, oh, okay. So it wasn't all on me. They were trusting me to set that up. And it just, it was really successful. There was wait lists. And I thought, why am I doing this for someone else? So then I set up on my own locally and then had a Facebook page. And then I was getting, then I, it's kind of, it, it grew organically because it's traction. People were contacting me from all different parts of the country saying, do you run classes in Manchester? And I was like, no, it's just me. I'm not traveling around the country doing this. And that's when I thought, hang on a minute, can I do this online? Can I do it with integrity online? Because, you know, ballet is quite technical. And even though I'm not teaching adults ballet, it's a ballet inspired workout. So it's a bit like yoga, Pilates, bar combined. 
can I do this in such a way? How am I going to do it so that I am still ensuring that these people are learning what they need to learn and staying safe? And then it was just trial and error from there. I think that was the point at which I got really scared. I was like, oh God, now I need to do a live on Facebook and anyone, <laughs> anyone can see this. This is really weird. So I don't think, you know, I don't think people that are listening who are thinking, well, I have this passion about this and how do I do it? I don't think you should worry too much about trying to plan so far ahead, which I know as women, we love to do. We do. And we're really good at it. But I think sometimes you've just got to trust and you've got to go with the flow. And if it hadn't have worked out, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. Um, you know, At least I you would have tried. Yeah, yeah, I'd have tried. So I think is is just doing that research, as you say, and just testing the waters a little bit and trying to figure out, is this something I actually want to do? Or is it just, you know, this sort of fantasy in my head and the reality of which I'm just not. It's very different. Yeah, <laughs> so it's very different. Yeah. With your um, school now, so do you do all of it online now? No, I'm still teaching a few classes, about seven classes a week, purely because I love it. Yeah. Um, I love that human inter- you know, connection. I love all my clients. I, I do still teach one children's class. I can't quite let go of the children. I love teaching children. Um, but I don't teach straight ballet. It's all ballet workouts, stretch classes, that kind of thing. So how but the, the rest of it's online. Yeah. Uh, it's really good that you've come up with something a bit different as well, because there's a lot of kind of exercise type movement classes out there, but they all kind of follow the same vein and they get boring very quickly. Mm. Whereas, you know, ballet is something really different. I've never done ballet. I haven't even, you know, tried it once. I think when I was four, I did it. And the the person who was running the class said that it to my mother that it wouldn't fit me because I moved like a baby elephant. <laughs> you know, this really bothers me because when people come into my community, I always ask questions in my Facebook group, you know, are you a dancer? Um, did you do it as a child? Have you never done it? I, I've got, you know, ex-professional dancers in there, but the vast majority have either never done it, probably about half some did it as a child but had comments like that and stopped yeah that's why I stopped and I can't believe a teacher would ever say something like that it's bizarre to me but so many people tell me that story but I think it is very niche of course um and I think that was something that I grappled with at the beginning is, am I alienating? And you've talked, I know you talk about this a lot is don't be scared to niche because you will attract the right people. And I was, yes. you know, am I alienating a lot of people because of the preconceptions people have about ballet? I need to be super skinny and bendy and coordinated and all these things is simply not true. But I think that can have the fear factor for some people as well when you're niching down and you've got this passion. Even if it's weird and wonderful, there are plenty of other weird and wonderful people out there that will be attracted to that and they can't see that anywhere else. And what I love you're, is that you're, those people find the passion. Like people, yeah. might, there might be someone sitting out there right now that will have a real passion for ballet, but they don't know because they've never tried it. Exactly. They love watching it. They love the feel of it. And, you know, even people who've never done it, they come in and they do the workouts and they're like, wow, I've never connected with my body in that way before. And I've never understood where the muscles are that I'm meant to be working. I've never felt, I didn't even know I had those muscles. And that's what I love about it because, you know, it's, it's quite technical. So you can't, 
be moving while you're doing these workouts and doing a shopping list in your head. Yeah. It does pull you away from the kind of daily stresses and things and just have that in the moment time for you as well. Which is good for all of us. Um, I've loved this conversation. I love talking about passion. I think it's brilliant that more and more people are actually following their passion in life and, and knowing that they get up every day loving what they do. That excites me so much. If there's somebody listening that is thinking, you know, I'd quite like to try a bit of ballet <laughs> online. Where can they find you? Uh, my website is breakingballet.com and there's a free challenge on there if people want to give it a go. It's a free five-day challenge so they can experience some of the workouts. And same on Facebook and Instagram, it's at Breaking Ballet. Great name. I'm going to go and try that challenge <laughs> see if I really am like a baby elephant or not. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Thank you for being here. It's been brilliant talking to you. Um, Thank you for having me. Thanks everybody for listening. I hope that it's made you think about whether you're following your passion and if you're not, whether it's time to make a change so that mm. you are. I will be back next week with another podcast. Um, Have a great day, whatever it is you're doing, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.